right, so welcome back to The Square. We've got a great interview with you today. We've got Blue Hannon of uh, Wheels for Workers, and among other things. Yes, good morning. I, I, yeah, good morning. I'm not sure how you want to be introduced, but I figured that, that might, might be the best way to do it. Most, most of my connectivity is through bicycles, mm-hmm. you know, so Wheels for Workers is our latest mission that we've started. Right. I'm also involved with the Ride for Roswell, Empire State Ride, Ride for Missing Children, and uh, support a little bit on the Ice Cycle fundraiser for Roswell. So if it has something spinning wheels, I like to try to help. <laughs> so you were telling us a little bit before the interview, you started at DuPont and, uh, and being, being a frugal guy, you, you managed to retire a little earlier than most people um, you want to tell us your story on how you how, how like you went from working in, in, in the working life to wheels for workers. So I worked at DuPont for 32 years at the plant in Tonawanda most of that time. Loved it. Great people, great products. And uh, somewhere in my 50s, I thought, well, what else am I going to do with my life? Yeah. So I did retire early and we started a recycling company, which was really fun. Uh, and it kind of tugged my heartstrings because we're keeping stuff out of the landfill. So instead of yep. throwing it away, we made a new product out of it, and we would sell it. And uh, when you have 450 dumpsters, you get all kinds of stuff coming out of house cleanout. So being a bike guy, I would take bikes and rebuild them for our employees who are refugees that come to us through Journey's End Services. And that kind of started the latest activity. Mm-hmm. Now, the uh, you, the employee base, is that something you want to do? Is it, was that like uh, something meaningful to you? How did that, how did that connection well, the, yeah, so the connection to find the uh, Journey's End and the refugees really came through a, a class my son, who worked for us, was taken at UB. He heard about Journey's End and said, hey, maybe this would be a good source of workers. So we hired um, three folks that uh, were in a, had been in a refugee camp in Ethiopia, and it was a game changer. Very, very dedicated. Didn't matter how much snow there was. They were at work on time every day walking, riding the bus, riding a bike. And uh, we never looked back. We've hired 50 refugees um, from Journey's End. And we really see them improve their English, improve their skills, become citizens, and go get better jobs. So it's better for them. It's better for our family, their family. It's better for the community. So the turnover wasn't that they couldn't work. It worked so well and they're so motivated that they got better jobs. And so we said, uh, God bless everybody. That's that's great. So that was the connection with Journey's End. Our business got purchased in September 2021. So I'm retired again. <laughs> and uh, through um, a bunch of friends in the biking world and a pastor church, we decided, uh, hey, let's build some more bikes and see if we can get bikes for people to get to work. And uh, we've gotten a lot of donations from all the other bike community that I'm in. And uh, we have 35 volunteers, 100% volunteer, where we take bikes, rebuild them, and deliver them every week to Journey's End. And uh, part of that is we also supply a helmet and lock, which is su- supplied by West Her. Sure. Great uh, community partner. And, uh, well, so it's, it's not necessarily a centralized thing. It seems to be a little bit uh, distributed, right? There, there are different people who have the same passion. They know, they know bikes. They're, they're the, the, um, bike stores, the businesses who, who help out. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about how, how that's organized and coordinated and the different aspects that can kind of converge for, for this mission? Yeah. You know, I feel like it's a really, really good Buffalo story yeah. because if you find somebody that cares, everybody wants to help. So the local bike shops know that our clients aren't going to be buying a brand new bike. And they also have bikes that 
are kind of rough and they're not going to resell. So they donate the bikes. They also donate parts. Some of the mechanics donate their time to help us. And so the bike stores are very supportive. Go Bikes, Low Roll, Slow Spokes, all of the uh, community biking groups mm-hmm. are part of this. And we've recently tied in with East Side Bikes, which is a great organization. Uh, we have different missions, but we meet at the, uh, at the bike stand. We're both fixing and rebuilding bikes. So we're doing that together. So all this summer, we were working in parking lots, backyards, and people's garages. And uh, we have a shed full of parts, that used parts. So now we have an indoor space. We can work together and train folks how to work on bikes a little better. So, okay. Okay. So there is, there is a spot. Yeah, there is yeah, now. Okay. We're, we're, gotcha. we're moved in with Eastside Bikes. Uh, yes. And we also have an offer to uh, work at Go Bikes Workshop. And we're going to be uh, basically running both mm-hmm. both tracks. I think it's great that you're working with um, places locally that are that are community based for that community, and then and you're kind of the 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 hub, right, to the spoke of a, of these different yeah. organizations. Communities. Good, good bike analogy. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. See, see what I did there. Right, yeah, that's even you even waited on that one. Yeah, a little bit, maybe. <laughs> a pun in the morning. I, I, worked, I worked it in pretty smoothly. I think. Yeah. But one of the things you know when you're taking these bikes and it might be a rusty bike that's been out for two years. It needs a new chain, needs new cables, needs new tires. And, you know, you got to ask yourself like how much work are you going to put into it? How much is enough? And we try to put the shoe on the other foot. If I'm a person that needs this bike to get to work, I need reliable. Mm -hmm. So let's make this bike as good as we can for that person's purpose. They don't need a really high-end racing bike. In fact, they probably don't want it. Mm-hmm. They need reliable transportation. So we try to look at it from the user, our clients. To uh, we have a checklist, you know, make sure the bike is safe and it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those racing bikes, though. I mean, in the terrain <laughs> they must have to go through to get to work. I mean, they might not be the best bikes anyway, right? No, so, and yeah. unfortunately, they don't really end up with a very great place to live when they first right, get here. Right. So it will be more readily stolen. Yep. So it, yep. you know, it's kind of a two-edged sword. So if we got a really nice bike donated, we might ask the donor, "Can we sell this and use it to buy more parts to fix more bikes?" Right. I used to do the same thing when I was with the homeless service agency. Is you know, we get furniture donations, and a lot of the stuff we got, you know, was good and usable. But sometimes I got some stuff that was really nice, and I was like, "Look, you know, I appreciate that you're you're, you're donating like this." full leather like recliner or like this you know armchair but you know i could be i could it could be better used if i could sell this for like four hundred dollars and buy four hundred dollars worth of like passable furniture you know even if i buy it off the secondary market i could i could i could equip like two people's houses for it as opposed to just giving this one person not that they don't deserve a nice armchair but I could, I could spread the, the, the wealth a little bit better. Yeah, so I think just what you did is what we try to do is recognize that with the donors. And there's a multiplier effect then. You can help more people. And that's right. what we're trying to do. Yep. Uh, so win- winter time, and uh, um, it seems like things slow down a little bit. So you're working on uh, various other things, like maybe a, a canvas for donations for bikes. Um, you tell me more about what... what the current activities are for wheels. So, so we're getting organized for spring drives mm-hmm. and a lot of the rotary clubs are interested in helping and they have turn-ins of paper shredding and different things like that. So we're getting organized to do drives in the spring for bikes through different rotary clubs 
through biking clubs. So go bike, slow roll, et cetera. All have folks that have a lot of bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to get them right now because we know where to store them. Right, we have, right. They have them under tarps behind a snowbank at St. Paul's <laughs> Lutheran Church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe but, not the best to leave them out in the snow all winter, right? Yeah. 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 But our, our focus this winter is very much to get more mechanics trained, both at, at uh, Wheels for Workers and at Eastside Bikes. And there's some students in the schools near Eastside that are will be training in the evening and on weekends so they can have summer jobs because the bike shops are looking for interns. So we're trying to meet that need. And then all of the refugee resettlement organizations have this need. We just haven't been able to build enough bikes to, to meet the need. So we're trying to coordinate with them and find out, okay, how do we deliver bikes to Jewish family services? How do we deliver bikes here? And um, kids only kids and adult, you know, all mm-hmm. the, the details that you have to pay attention to. You have some insight on, on uh, maybe a refugee's first days, weeks in, in the States and, and how vital this bike is to kind of start their life. And can you, can you kind of dive into more, more about that? Sure. So I've actually had personal experience, which really opened my eyes, you know, as a white guy that grew up in America, it's like, well, let me just show you how we do it. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't assume that your value system matches theirs. And uh, so I've learned to kind of shut up and listen a little bit, use Google Translator if I'm talking to somebody in Arabic. Yeah. But when a refugee arrives here, whether it's an adult or a child in a family situation, they are reliving the American dream that we read about our whole life. I want to learn English. I want to get a job. I want to get a driver's license and drive a car. You know, and uh, they recognize there are many steps from that because they're immediately needing food. And the family that we moved into the parsonage that we were talking about a minute ago, after they were there about six weeks, the two teenager boys came to me and they said, we are really worried our family is going to starve. Now, here I'm talking to these guys in Amherst, two blocks from LeBron. Sure. Nobody's starving there, right? Yeah. That is their reality. And we got them some bikes and they got jobs in Williamsville, some restaurants, washing dishes. Great employees. That mm-hmm. is the exact model of what, what our, our mission is doing is wheels for workers. And uh, it's just kind of an eye opener that not everybody has the same problems. And we can't assume that our, the way we were raised matches everybody else's. No, absolutely not. I mean, these, these folks probably uh, coming from worse conditions than, than we can even imagine, right? Um, born to our areas and camps for years on end uh, with, with, you know, no, no promise they'd end up anywhere. And right. Fi- and well, finally they- they're here in a new place, disorienting and, yeah. Right. And no guarantee, like, you know, you know we, we talked about before, like, you know, if you're in the, these refugee resettlement camps, before you get resettled, they don't say, oh, you're definitely moving to Buffalo. You don't know where you're going. You just know that you're going to go somewhere that accepts refugees um, after a, a long period of time. And, you know, like, you know, you might be from like South Sudan and you may have never even heard of snow. And then you end up in Buffalo in January. Exactly. No, no clue, no vote where they're going. They are just after waiting maybe eight or 10 years, they are told the United Nations has a better place for you. So you're going to get out of this refugee camp. And backing up before the refugee camp, 
we have several employees that were captured by ISIS, held up upside down, saw family members killed. Mm-hmm. The family in the parsonage from Syria, they lived in exile in Jordan for eight years because their house was bombed and burned down. You know, a family of 10 with zero stability. Yeah, right. But that's, again, when I worked in the homeless services, we worked with an Iraqi family uh, who whose car had been car bombed um, in an attempt to to kill the father. Um, and, you know, and th- they got resettled. And, and um, there was a gap there where, you know, after the resettlement agency couldn't serve them anymore, um, we were serving them with the homeless services agency, and, and we finally found them some uh, a good home. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, like, you know, you don't think about like, oh, or a lot of times the media might drive that, oh, these people are willing and they're coming here and they know they're coming to the United States. That is not the case. These are, first of all, these are all documented individuals that you're talking about. And they're Correct. coming, they're coming from situations where, you know, like people are trying to kill them. Yes. You know, yeah. or, or may have successfully killed some members of their family. So that, that, that's their reality. One of the, one of the gentlemen that works for us came up one day and he said, you know, I just don't understand why people in America want to have guns. This is, you know, amongst the political fray. I looked at him and I said, how come? He goes, it's so safe here. So compared to his home, it's so safe. And, you know, he he lives in an area that's not a high-income area. He's a a refugee with a family. And, you know, not to forget the Eastside Bike Club, they are focused on the same thing. People that don't have a lot of resources and through a bicycle, through mobility, through work, they can raise the standard of living. And that's why it's so important for us to, uh, to partner with them. You know, after the massacre at tops, there is a lot of awareness on the East side and how much work will help raise people's standard of living. And if you don't have a car and you can't walk five miles, a bike's going to help them. Mm -hmm. So we're really focused on working on refugees and people in Buffalo that that uh, a bicycle will help. Well, sure, and, and it just underlines the importance of having a bikeable community and, and creating that infrastructure, which a lot of you know you're helping with, and a lot of our other organizations are, are helping. Right, yeah, and that, and that you guys are t- you know keyed in, and you're working with those organizations, right? Like right. you know, you guys are are, are doing this, uh, you know, with the Wheels for Workers, but you're working with Go Bike, and yeah, that they're a potential source for like you know skilled mechanics and potentially donations, but also they're the ones who are leading the, the, the front um, to make Buffalo a more bikeable community, working with the common council, working with the mayor's office to, to make that happen. Um, you know, and, and, and working outside of the city as well, working in the suburbans to do a lot, a lot of the like uh, railways to, to pathways type yes. of work. Uh, so, you know, like they're doing a lot of that work and you guys are keyed in with them. So, you know, it's, it is a very holistic approach to improving the lives of our, you know, our friends and neighbors here in Buffalo. Go bike is so impressive. They work on policy, they work on safety, and they're really, really changing the biking complexion in the city. And working right with them is the Niagara Greenway, mm-hmm. which uh, Greg Stevens and his gang, they're funded by the Power Authority. And they're improving not just along the river now, but feeders to the river. And at the end of the day, if you can ride someone on your bike and be out of traffic, it's better for everybody. Yeah. So we really, we have a huge value because if I, we can find folks a job that's on a bike path or on the greenway mm-hmm. and they're not riding the street, it's safer. Yeah. 
Yeah, and those groups are really, really important for our city. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if you know how to repair a bike uh, or if you have a bike you need to donate, you know how you can help. What if someone is, you know, mechanically inept, <laughs> doesn't have a bike to donate, um, can can they donate monetarily or are, is, there, is there another way they can volunteer? Yes, if you go to our, our Facebook page, it's the easiest way to connect us, Wheels for Workers 716. But for example, we have a lot of volunteers that don't work on bikes. Bikes are hard to transport. So somebody calls in Springville and says, I've got three bikes I'd like to donate. Well, one of our volunteers is a retiree in Hamburg. He loads up his bike rack, picks him up in Springville and brings him up to church. We have somebody else that handles Niagara County. And um, we also need people to help deliver bikes Mm -hmm. uh, every week to the agencies. So there's a lot of different work. There's one woman who's a, a volunteer who's a pastor, and she writes a blurb, and it goes in bulletins in different churches you know, donate the bikes or if you can donate time or money. And um, we have gotten a, a donation from Rotary with the help of Go Bike for um, bells. We'll be buying 1,000 bells with the Rotary logo on every bike will have a bell. Nice. 2023. So the um, best way to get a hold of us is through the Facebook page. Okay. And somebody will respond. Uh, Facebook, any other mediums you're out, or is it just strictly Facebook at this point? That's the that's the that's easiest. The We're working to get okay. a telephone number. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just asking. Yeah. <laughs> well, keep, keep an eye on the Facebook page for the telephone number. That it'll be coming soon. Yes. Yeah. Sounds good. Anything else, Jim? No, I just I, you know, I really want to commend you guys, and I hope that our listeners are like you know we have a lot of listener base who I know are uh, cyclists. So, you know, if you've got that extra bike or two or you've got some spare parts, you know, here is a good outlet for them. You know, when you're doing your spring cleaning next year, when it, when April comes around and you're you're doing spring cleaning and you, you're like, hey, I got to get rid of, you know, this this old uh, roadster. Great. Now you've got a place that you can donate it to. Uh, and if you just want to volunteer your time and you want to you know, help make some people some people's lives much better, here's an opportunity for you to do so. Yeah, I kind of want a final thought on that is um, the last year or two have been pretty rough, mm-hmm. you know, and just you get up and look at the news in Ukraine and yeah, right. it can yeah. throw you right into depression. Yep. And um, what I do is just say, okay, I can do one good thing today. Let me mm-hmm. build a bike and give it to somebody. Yep. And, it, and it really buoys your spirits because guess what? I made a difference. Yeah. Simple as a, is an old bicycle. You just polished up and gave it to somebody. Yeah. And think, and, think of the ripple effects of that. Right. right? Yeah. And, and, and you're, you're going to make some new friends too. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Which may have been harder to do the past two years. Right? Just the past, past four yeah. years. It's yeah, been yeah, pretty yeah, hard yeah, to make yeah, some yeah. friends. Yeah. But, but all right. Well, Blue, uh, thank you. Thank you for your time and uh, good luck with everything you have going on yeah. with this. Thank you. And keep yeah. up the great work. Guys. All right. Thanks so much. 